Welcome to the Happy Thoughts Agility Podcast, bringing happy thoughts to dog training. I'm Brittany. And I'm Sarah. All right. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, things you can do with your dog while you're stuck at home during uh, the coronavirus stuff. Um, So I know that we in Ohio are at stay-at-home orders. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, here in PA, we're under stay-at-home orders as well till I believe at least May first. Okay. So when did you? Uh, when did your stay-at-home orders start? Um, it started I think the beginning of April or uh, March thirtieth, maybe. I've been at home for um, a month. Our work started sending people home to work from home. So I was lucky enough that I was one of the first rounds of people to uh, actually work from home. So I've been home for a month working, and we still have at least two more weeks that we're planning on working from home. Okay. So been quite a change. Yeah, no joke. Um, here in Ohio, we've been under stay-at-home orders since I think March 23rd. Um, and we actually were supposed to spend the weekend together, um, was it last weekend? Um, we, I was supposed to be coming there to do a seminar and staying with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was the second and the third and all that got changed. So yeah, well, I'm certainly missing you and I'm sure a lot of people out there are missing, uh, seeing their friends and interacting with um, everybody, they, they usually get to see it, trials and training and that sort of thing. Yes, it's been, it's been a rough time. You know, a lot of, you know, my friends, that's what you, that's how we see everybody is going to trials and training together. And it's definitely a interesting reality that we're living in right now where everybody's kind of stuck at home and. Um, some people are working, some aren't. So it's interesting to see what's been out there since all of this started. Yeah. All the things that have popped up. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we live in the age of internet. So we are still able to kind of keep in touch with each other and see each other's faces. I know I've been doing uh, virtual dinners with uh, my parents. So um, that's been cool and been able to have some zoom happy hours with some friends and i get to see you um on here and so at least we do live in a technology age and uh are still able to uh socialize at a distance over over yes. the internet yeah social distancing at its <laughs> well i'll tell you one of the big things i've struggled with is really being able to maintain a, a um, training routine for my dogs mm-hmm. You know, I will say that being, you know, when I was at work, I had a routine, you know, come home, feed dogs, feed me, train, kind of do my thing. And now uh, it's been really hard to kind of maintain that for me as working from home has changed all of my routine. Yeah, you know, it's been it's been hard for me even just my training myself. Like I had been in a rhythm of, you know, meeting with my my personal trainer and going to Orange Theory and all those things. And I was in that routine, and ever since, you know, this stay at home, it's just thrown me completely off, you know, even with myself, my own training, and yeah, certainly with the dogs as well, so I feel you with that. And I think since the last time we talked, um, uh, Nationals has was also uh, postponed, so that was kind of something that I had wanted to chat about. They um, had postponed, they're postponing Nash- AKC Nationals um, out of mm-hmm. safety. Um, so I'm, I uh, definitely respect that decision by the AKC. I, I think that they are really trying to put the health and safety of the competitors first. And um, hopefully, you know, I have fingers crossed that we'll be able to still go to AKC Nationals um, you know, sometime later this year. Yeah, it's crazy because if you think about it, this is really cutting into uh, qualifications for next yes, year. Yes, I was thinking about know, that. many shows that are canceled. Yeah, like. I was so wondering I if they're, how... yeah, are they going to like modify qualifications for next year too? Because I know this is just really um, taking out a lot of time that people 
you know, need to be able to get qualified for nationals and that sort of thing for 2021. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, not only did AKC has postponed, but too, you got to think where are they going to find, like, you know, trying to fit in such a huge event Yeah. and trying to reschedule everybody's time. So I, yeah, that's hard. I expect AKC for postponing and not just canceling. So we'll definitely have to see how that plays out. Um, I know CPE Nationals just announced just the other day they're changing their date as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know USD, did they, they changed their date for their Nationals, even though it's in the fall, they've, didn't um didn't UKI change theirs as well? Oh wait, USD did not. I'm sorry, UKI did. You are correct. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. because yeah. You're I right. think UKI, uh, the US Open, I don't know, moved to the same dates as uh, Sino Sport now or something like that. I I be- I think that's what it was. Okay, right. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting to see how it's going to be an interesting year in the agility world to see how all of these things play out as we go throughout the year yeah world team tryouts um postponed as well um so i do know that they have a hard date for that set um and so you know we're all hoping that that'll be able to stand but um you know who knows with these uncertain times and i know that everyone is trying to make you know the best decisions they can with the information that they have um so world team tryouts was moved to um what would have been the weekend of the first practice so the thinking behind that was everyone would have already had that weekend saved just in case they made it to the team um Mm -hmm. so you know um i know that there's been like percolating uh thoughts if if worlds will even be held this year um you know if countries aren't able to hold their tryouts and um someone had mentioned something about some teams just taking the team that they had last year because they can't have tryouts or something like that so um it'll be interesting the this virus has really thrown a wrench in all of the you know agility gears moving around the world and um it's been it's been interesting to see you know all the things that it's affected yeah and will affect because there's so much more that it's going to affect as the year continues yeah because we're missing out on months and months of you know trials and train you know and training and competing so yeah well i know that we here at happy thoughts hope everybody out there listening is safe and healthy and taking care of themselves um but practicing that social distancing and not taking risks and stuff you know yeah as hard as it is you know it's it's yeah i know that a lot of uh dog centered uh professionals have really been hit you know just a lot of the gig economy and service economy um has been really hit hard by this um so that i i hope that everyone out there is doing okay and um you know, financially, mentally, physically, all the things. So, um, but we also wanted to, let's just go ahead and bust into uh, some of the things that we can be doing with our dogs, dog related while we are, you know, at the mercy of this virus and staying at home. So uh, what are we gonna chat about today, Sarah? So it looks like one of our first things was just about like doing physical stimulation so like just getting out and walking like i know in pa that's one of the few things that you are um, permitted to leave your house Mm -hmm. for is exercise and walking your dog around the block is considered um as for exercise so that's i mean i've been um you know i'm lucky here in pa we have some uh, state game lands we can walk around in so we've been uh kind of driving kind of far to get out to these remote places where there aren't a lot of people that the dogs can run around and just enjoy themselves as they're stuck at home just as much as we are as no we have no classes to go to right now so yeah yeah that's one of the you know yeah it's nice to be able to make your dog your fitness buddy I know that I was in kind of a funk the first couple weeks of the whole shutdown thing and I just got to this place where I was like I need to get out and run 
And so it was really nice to be able to go to just a, a jogging path that's close to my house and uh, take, you know, two of the dogs and just go for a run together. Um, and it it was good for all of us. You know, the dogs loved it. They got out. They got a, you know, they're obviously not running quite as hard as, as I am. They're just kind of trotting next to me. But um, they stretch their legs out get some smells, uh, be in a new place. And it was, uh, it was very, uh, cathartic for me. And it, it definitely was a much needed outing for all of us. So I've been trying to yeah. kind of get us all out and doing that kind of thing more often. Yeah. One of the things I've done, so I have, um, a pity rescue pity. Who's a little dog reactive. So he can't go a lot of places and go off leash. So we go to our local park and there's these, they have, these fields and some paths where I can put him on a long line and uh, just let him kind of do his thing, sniff around and be in the woods or be in the big fields, which is really nice, too, because, you know, um, it's nice to do something different. And it's, and it's you know, right down the road. He enjoys sniffing around and stuff. So that's nice, too. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I know you've uh, posted some pictures of some of the places you've gone with your dogs and it just looks uh so open and it looks just absolutely beautiful and lovely yep just got to watch for those ticks there's a lot of ah. ticks. we go like i said a lot of game lands there's a lot of wildlife um so you know but it is it is open usually there's not a lot of people yeah and it's good for getting the sunshine it's good for the soul well and it was a pretty warm winter so i know our ticks are you know gonna be worse this year because it was so warm uh through through winter so um so what are some of the other ways that we can physically stimulate our dogs while um under lockdown well one of one of my favorite things to do at home is to do um uh, conditioning doggy conditioning you know doing those balance or you know uh, balance dish training you know it's it's one of the things that you can do at home with very minimal space and not a lot of time. Like if you only have five minutes, you know, that little bit of five minute working with the dog is enough to physically and mentally tire them out. Like I take their dinner, my dogs work for their dinners and that's what we do. We spend a couple of minutes taking turns and getting on different fitness equipment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dogs work for all of their meals as well. And uh, I love doing the balance disc and conditioning training with them. And um, I've been putting a beg behavior on all of them. And uh, so I'm, I'm planning on doing a little video of them all doing their beg behavior on a balance disc and, uh, seeing who who gets style points and who does it the best so <laughs> <laughs> well that's so much core strength that's awesome that your dogs can yeah, do that yeah yeah i um yeah, i really that's... enjoy uh translating a lot of some uh the tricks that i put onto my dogs those physical tricks onto the balance disc um because it even it takes even more like focus work and isolating a lot of those muscles uh pan who is my my old man, my Brittany Spaniel, he's 11 this year. Um, it's been immensely important to me to keep him strong and fit. And so I do a lot of, um, you know, have his back feet on a balance disc and then have him. He has a behavior, a trick where he uh, lifts one of his back legs like he's peeing on something. And so I started. Oh, that's very cute. Yeah. And so I started putting him on the balance disc and then asking for that wee behavior and um so that he has to balance just one of his rear legs on the balance disc while he lifts the other one um so getting creative with some of the the tricks that you already have on your dog and maybe translating it safely to uh the balance disc yeah, and working yeah. up to it you don't you don't want to just uh just like you can't you know go and uh do a crazy weightlifting or uh barbell things you oh you want to work up to it and work their strength up to being able to yeah uh, do that safely yeah and and there's also some cool you know online resources and youtube videos um that i've seen pop through on facebook so you know um <clears throat> different couple different groups that have been putting some stuff out there with some basic um conditioning foundation so if you've never done it with 
your dog. It's definitely something that now's the time. We have the time. Now's the time to start getting into some some fitness because you don't even need a lot of equipment. You could just even just getting your dog to stand on um, just on a flat surface and just being able to stand and hold it is yeah. is a challenge. You know, my yeah. puppy is is learning to just be able to stand with all four feet flat on the ground has been a challenge for him. So. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, eh, I like to translate the, the things from the dogs to the people too. You know, this is a great time for you to be, um, getting, you know, even fit yourself. And so, um, you know, I took, uh, the, uh, speed and mind training program with uh, Yaka Kaputer. I know I'm saying is is I'm probably butchering his name, um, but it, he's at gettingfitforagility.com, and um, I was able to take his handler course, you know, for fitness uh, last year, right before Worlds, and um, I can't like I can't recommend it enough. He work so hard to try and make you successful and provide such great uh, content and um, all that sort of stuff. I, I really love his program. Um, so if you're looking for something specifically targeted towards you as a handler, um, I, I would I would check it out. He, he is someone who you can truly feel um, wants you to be successful. You're not just a number to him. Um, he really took a personal interest and I, I, I cannot, um, I cannot sing his praises enough. It, it was a really great class and, um, it really kind of lit a fire back under me to get my fitness and, and stuff back in, um, back in gear and, um, you know, I haven't really been putting this out there all that much, but uh, since uh, February of last year, I've lost over 20 pounds. So, um, you know, it's awesome. yeah, and you kept it off, you know, yeah, it's it's yeah. been it's been really great. And so just taking your own fitness maybe to another place during, you know, when you're at home, I know that it's not that motivating and Yaka can kind of uh be that accountability partner because I know I need mm-hmm. someone holding me accountable. Um, I've been doing Orange mm-hmm. Theory and, um, you know, you sign up for a class and then you're accountable. And so when you're at home and you're locked at, at home, you don't really have as much accountability there. So um, I, I think that having that for even us, not just our dogs, uh, can be beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Not just sitting around eating all the snacks. Out so of the, many snacks. Out of the fridge all day. <laughs> right? Someone put a lock on that uh, thing. Jeez. Yeah, right? It's the sign. You're not hungry, you're bored. Exactly. Oh, sometimes you just have to say that out loud to yourself. Just like, you are bored. You are not hungry. Go do something productive. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the fun things that I've seen going on there's just been a lot of online disc leagues that have been that have been coming up. So oh, really? I'm part of a local toss and fetch league, and they've been putting on um, these little games. I I don't what I don't know is if she thought of some of these games and or if she saw them at the toss and fetch and, and brought them to our local league. Um, but because it's online, we've had people come from Ohio whose disc league is not doing any like little doing anything and just been playing around um i know updog which is a huge disc league um competition has actually just this week released like online games that they're going to be doing they're trying to get people together to um need i think at least five people uh for a team to to play these different games um i haven't looked into it a lot i don't have a big backyard Mm -hmm. and i really suck at throwing disc so (laughs) it's not something that uh, I'm familiar with yet, um, but I know they've, you know, been trying to um, work with this stay-at-home order, keep everybody safe, but still have stuff to play. Yeah. So if that's something that you know your dog likes to do, you like to play frisbee, go look up Up Dog and see um, what they're what they're doing, and see if there's if your like local chapter of people that play disc doesn't want to reach out to other to other people because it's it's all online. It's not like you have to be together to, to play. Wow, that's it's really cool. All online and video submissions. Yeah, it's 
it's interesting to see how all these different organizations are coming up with ways to still play. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Um, oh, what's the saying? Um, a necessity is the mother of invention. Of all invention. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, is... Yeah, necessity is the mother of invention. It's a, uh, I guess, a uh, English language proverb. There you go. So um, <laughs> it's been really interesting to see uh, how people have had to be very innovative with uh, what's going on. Like my husband's job has had to move completely online and you know, I, my business has had to completely overhaul because I usually, I do in-person seminars and classes and lessons and that sort of thing. And so, um, we, I've, everyone has really had to, uh, re, um, reimagine things to do, uh, and make money and do it online. One of the things that I've seen pop up too is like UKI is doing at-home trials now for agility. So, uh, and they're doing a small spaces and, and things without contact so that people that, you know, have small working spaces at home can can compete and, and do some stuff with their dog, which I think is awesome. I think that's so cool that they have put this together and, and made different training spaces that almost everybody can can compete and if they want so yeah yeah I've been seeing um I think Tracy Sklenar was doing some online uh competitions and um I, I've seen some people post like agility challenges um it's been really cool and I think it's amazing that UKI um again you know uh it, necessity is the mother of invention. So um, they've started holding the trials. And I think you can even earn buys, some buys into the U.S. Open for the year. Yeah, I haven't done any of those. So I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure my, big enough, my backyard's big enough with enough flat space to do them. So I haven't joined. But um, I know they're trying to think of stuff because, yeah. you know, the reality is with us missing trials, there's a lot of things you know, um, which is really, I know USDAA yeah. has made it, has made it. So I don't think there's many requirements into nationals this year because of the same thing. So it's really cool to see again, to see these, these people coming up with these new and fun ways for us to still stay active as well as their organization. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought that was a really cool thing, um, for UKI to, to start. I, I thought that was just, um, very, uh, creative and, and genius. And, uh, the same, the same for Tracy's as well. Um, just a way to, uh, allow the community to still, um, you know, post their runs and, and be able to interact in that kind of trial way, um, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people are missing. Um, so it was just, it, I think that is a really, really cool idea. I agree. I think it's really cool. So um, we kind of were talking about some of the physical stuff. And so uh, I know that mental stimulation for uh, the dogs and for us um, is is really important, especially for people. I'm lucky enough to have a yard, but I know that a lot of people during this time don't necessarily have a, a yard that they can uh, you know, play with the dogs in and keep them active and engaged in. So, uh, what were some of the mental stimulation things that you were thinking of? Well, one of the big things that has really been popular too with, uh, local friends of mine is the trick dog titles that have come up through, through AKC and do more with your dog. Um, cause all of those videos for your tricks can be submitted. Yes. Can be submitted by video to an evaluator. Yeah, I've seen those um, all over. Made it so, so that's popped up a lot as a way for people to do stuff with their dogs, get some new titles, and still kind of help support AKC all at the same time. So it's been it's been really that's been really big 
that I've seen since this the coronavirus has kind of stuck us all at home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even just like uh, their base level tricks, um, you know, their novice trick title isn't terribly hard to get. I think it's just very basic tricks that you can just film and send in. And um, so the CGC evaluators can uh, evaluate uh, for AKC trick dog titles um, via video. So um, and then I think uh, do more with your dog also offers that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's, and you know, I know the do more with your dog and AK and the AKC trick dog titles. If you go on either website, if you look them up, they have a whole list of tricks mm-hmm. that you could do. Could be sit and down and stay and come. I mean, for the novice title, it's stuff that most of us have already taught our dogs how to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. You know, there are just basic life skills. So it's like, Hey, why not, you know, do this trick title, get a new title for your dogs while we're all stuck at yeah. home, you know? Yeah, I know. I've really been rediscovering my love of just shaping silly tricks and, um, Pan, my Brittany Spaniel has, is the best trick dog that I've ever had. And, um, so I've been working on all sorts of tricks with him and, doing them with the other dogs as well um and it's just it's just fun and it gets them engaged and um keeps them thinking because you know you can run a dog run a dog run a dog and they can have energy for hours but if you don't mentally stimulate them you know you have to get some of that mental energy out too and that helps to really Mm -hmm. um helps to manage all that energy level yeah interesting that your Brittany which is your your uh, like non traditional agility dog is your best trick dog. My my old my pit who is now thirteen years going to be thirteen years old. He is my best trick dog. He loves to learn the stupid funny tricks. Um, he just he will he will offer for days and learn. He doesn't get frustrated. He's just like oh I'll do whatever you'd like. So it's it's been fun to to do some new stuff with him because. Even though he's almost 13, he still wants to work, even though his body physically can't do as much as he used to. But, man, he's like, I, I will do all the stupid things you want to do, Mom. Let's let's do it. So it's been fun. Yeah. You got to love those old dogs. And keeping, just like I was saying with, um, you know, the old dogs, keeping them physically fit, you want to keep them mentally engaged and that sort of thing. Um, so I've also been getting into making dog food and treats and that sort of thing. So that's a fun thing that you can do for your dog, um, while you are quarantined. Um, and I've been getting into a lot of the, um, like frozen lick mats and, um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really cool, uh, recipes online And I've been making, you know, frozen Kongs and uh, everlasting dog treats or everlasting dog toys. I can't remember. Um, They were having this massive sale that I posted to Happy Thoughts Agility uh, Facebook group. And um, so I bought a bunch of those for my dogs. And those have been keeping them busy for hours and so I love kind of those um mentally stimulating you see you have those those primary reinforcer Mm -hmm. of a food but uh they have to work to get it which I love yes I agree I agree frozen kongs are a daily thing in my house um even with working from home they um for me I use it as a way also to give them supplement their food like giving them some of the um you know, yogurt and cod cheese, pumpkin, things that are good for them. I rotate a whole bunch of things into my frozen Kongs as I make them weekly. Um, but yeah, it's um, that. And I use, I use snuffle mats a lot too. I love to put, cause I, I feed kibble. So I will put the kibble in there and I'll break it up into a couple different sessions of it. And you know, a meal that might take them uh, 30 seconds to eat takes them, you know, um, you know, uh, seven or eight minutes a turn and they each get different turns and teaches them the waiting, which is hard for a dog to mentally wait for their turn. That's not easy either. So they learn that they have to wait and they have to wait calmly without screaming at me because that doesn't work to get what you want either. Um, I, um, I live by those things, especially when I had to work from when 
not working from home, when I come home after being gone for eight hours, my dogs are insane. So we do a lot of these things anyway um, as part of our routine. We just do them a little bit more now <laughs> as um, there I'm with them all day. So we do them a little bit more now. But even once this is this this uh, stay at home is lifted, these are still some good practices to keep doing for your dogs because they will really enjoy it and it can give, you know, the owners some quiet time as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we were also thinking, um, natural chews that take time, like the bully sticks and the hooves and the yak sticks and those sorts of things are also good that, uh, really slow them down and they kind of have to nosh on to be able to, um, ingest. So, and then, uh, something that I've been doing because I also have a young daughter, she's four is um the search games some hiding the treats games and this is a great way to keep a kid and the dogs uh busy at the same time so uh what i'll do is i'll give her some cook uh, dog treats to just kind of hide around the house and um, my dogs kind of know the game by this point so i get them all all the dogs in one room and um i tell her to go hide some treats around the house and uh the dogs are really jazzed and ready and um this helps them mentally they're having to hold that stay and um then once she's hidden a bunch of the cookies around uh the house i release the dogs and they go and um kind of search it out and so that's been a super fun game that my daughter loves and um, I also will do this sometimes with you know tug toys or toys that the dogs like and she loves to hide those too um, but we can also do it with treats and that sort of thing and the dogs love it and so does my daughter yeah and so this one and the next one just goes with without kind of saying the guys if you have a dog with resource guarding issues these two games are probably not um, maybe keep everybody separate behind a gate when each dog goes, you know, you don't want to, you know, cause it's it, like you had said, it's very high arousal. It's fun. It's food. It's high energy, you know, that not all dogs can play and it, and it's okay if you have to create everybody and everyone takes turns. That's, that's totally fine too. Everyone's got to yes, be safe. All, yeah. All of my dogs are very used to, uh, none of my dogs, uh, resource guard or, um, I, they all, uh, are able to eat and be around toys and that sort of thing on their own, you know, together and on their own. And um, it also goes without saying, uh, if a child is involved, uh, you, you need to be, make sure that it is a safe scenario for everyone involved, dogs, kids, that sort of thing. So just be smart about it. Um, but if you are um, uh, fully aware of all of your dog's um, quirks, eccentricities, and uh, it uh, <laughs> and it seems like a game that would work out for them. Uh, give it a try. It it's it's a really fun um, it's a really fun game. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like to do is I actually feed my dogs again because they eat kibble out in the backyard. So I will go around the backyard and put like just tiny handfuls of kibble all down around the backyard. And then my dogs go out and will spend half hour, 45 minutes sniffing through the yard to find these little piles of, of kibble. It, it's sometimes people call it like feeding the chickens. Um, it is, my dogs really seem to enjoy it. I joke that it's like uh, watching cows when you go out and sit in the backyard with them and they look like grazing cows all throughout the backyard. But it really is a great mental way for them to search for the kibble and find it and eat it. It is. It is one of my favorite things to do when the weather is nice out. Because if I go out and sit in the sun and watch them eat their kibble, it is it is very uh, very fun. I enjoy it very much, and I seem like the dogs do. Then they come in and rest because not only are they full, but they've been mentally because searching sniffing is very mentally relaxing for a dog. It really helps uh, stress relief. So if your dogs do have been, you know been stressed or anything they just come in and just relax they just go oh okay now i can nap and and feel good so yeah i, I really like that a lot um i i've done that a couple of times too yeah especially if your grass is nice and long they really have it becomes like a natural snuffle mat so <laughs> yes yeah yeah it really does it really does 
All right, so um, another kind of thing that I know I've rediscovered a love of is uh, taking pictures of my dogs. Um, so, and posting cute pictures to social media and that sort of thing. Um, but it's something that I've really been enjoying and doing a lot more of uh, during this stay at home order. So um, I'll just take the dogs in the backyard and um, just take, just uh, uh, candid photos of them. Um, but you can also, you know, take your dog out and put them in cute costumes. I've also seen on the internet uh, recreating movie scenes with the dogs and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's been, it's really cute. Um, so uh, that's also something that you and your dog can uh, partake in. Um, you know, teach, teach a trick. When I point the camera at you, you look right at me. I know a lot of dogs, they think the camera is going to steal their soul. And so they look away. So, um, yeah, there's lots of just uh, photo opportunities that you could do with your dog, even at home, and kind of get creative and make something fun out of it. Okay, so the thing that brings us all joy and that we all are missing greatly uh agility so um i know that i personally am using this time to tackle some skills that i know really need some building and proofing with my dog um, i've recently taken over training foxy so she is my uh, she's become a big project of mine and i'm really enjoying um taking her on and working uh, a lot of things with her she uh, didn't have a lot of skills um, so I I've really enjoyed building those skills and working with her um, I'm also working on my contacts with a couple of my dogs and um, that sort of thing so I'm trying to identify holes in my training like you were talking about um, you know trying to come up with a plan and uh, you know know what I need to be working on and maybe do a little bit of goal setting for the time that I am here at home. Um, I've taken a lot of things back to just basic foundations, been doing a lot of like one jump work um, and really solidifying, trying to solidify some uh, tools uh, or some skills that I have and getting more tools in my tool belt uh, for on course. And um, right now, Bilbo's coming back from an injury, so he is um, not necessarily doing a whole lot of training, but that's also something that I've been doing is trying to um, bring him back from just a minor toe injury. Um, so that's something that I've been doing with him and then uh, working on these other um, more, maybe more intense skills with the other dogs. Yeah, yeah, I've gone back to a lot of foundational stuff, cleaning some of that up. I'm trying to teach some verbals, so I've gone back to my foundation stuff to, to teach. And, you know, I ha don't have a, a very big yard and a lot of equipment, so it's been really great to be able to uh, do some stuff just like in my basement or with one jump and cones and stuff in my backyard. So it's been um, nice to even get my, you know, my competing dogs back into some of the basics that we haven't probably touched on in a while because... You know, we get every run in courses um, that sometimes, um, you know, we uh, going back to the foundations is, is a good thing to review. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's very important to kind of go back and revisit those sorts of things um, and make sure that, you know, that understanding is there uh, and that sort of thing. And you have the time and there's no competitions happening right now. I mean, other than the online ones, um, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I figure why not? There's no reason that I can't kind of go back and revisit these things and really kind of tighten up, uh, some of those skills and, uh, taking on a new training project, um, it's also been fun and I don't really have the stress of, oh, but I'm trying to compete with these other dogs. So I don't want to take this on and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good to hear that you're also taking on some, uh, you know, foundational revisiting and, um, working on those verbals. I, you know, I'm a huge fan of verbals, so. 
Yep, yep, trying to get there, trying to get there, you know. Yeah. Got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Nobody uh, nobody starts at the top, so uh, everybody's got to start somewhere. And as you mentioned, you don't have a, a huge yard, and a lot of people in the agility world don't and have very limited equipment. Um, so a big thing during this stay-at-home order, this, this quarantine time, is uh, being able to use the space that you have and be able to do it efficiently. So, um, you know, using your basement or room in your house and uh, just get creative. There's so much that you can do with one jump. I'm, I'm currently teaching an online class. It's just completely one jump skills. Um, that's all that I am working on with Foxy right now. And it's given us weeks and weeks and weeks of work. Um, so there is, I, I know a lot of people are, um, you know, rightfully sad and upset that they don't have their their usual training uh, equipment or abilities. But, um, you know, it, it being able to make the best of the situation, I think, is going to be important for a lot of people. So, um, you know, get creative, find a, a class that is offered that teaches one jump skills, even if you don't have a jump, uh, you know, get creative with making one, maybe use uh, two cones and, um, you know, a piece of PVC across the top or, or something like that. Oh, we went back when we were kids and using two chairs and a broom. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't know about agility, but I would make my dog jump over things and, yeah, you same. know, that was, you yeah. know, that's what we when did. When I was a kid, I think it was cardboard boxes. So, you know, it, there's yeah. uh, plenty of you know, kind of online resources. I I think I've even seen um, kind of DIY, do-it-yourself, um, you know, making jumps at home just with kind of around the house kind of things. Um, and even if you're not making jumps, you can find, uh, so I've worked on some uh, wrap uh, directional behavior just with the leg of a table oh yeah that's a good one yeah because yeah, everybody's got tables yeah everyone has table legs and so um, i've been working with foxy on lefts and rights and uh to generalize it over to uh you know equipment or, or whatever um i want her to be able to learn how to go around something and so i just went ahead and started transferring it over to a table leg you know which can then transfer over to a uh a wingless and then to a wing and and so just trying to be as creative as possible to be able to keep working your skills I think is going to be important I agree I agree so um uh and then those of you who are blessed with you know bigger yards I think um you know just being able to uh work on your short sequence and skill building and um, finding where those holes are and being thankful that you do have that yard. <laughs> I know I'm, I feel very thankful I have my yard, but if it would ever stop raining and the wind would stop blowing, then I could use it. <laughs> well, you know, it is spring after all. <laughs> yes. Yes. All, all those, all those flowers need some water and yeah, freezing cold wind. Mm-hmm. So, um, what other things have you been doing with your dogs? I know you have a puppy right now. What have you been working on with him? Uh, well, with my puppy, we're still working on just a lot of um, life skills. Nice. Um, right now, our biggest thing um, we're working on that way is, is um, I did breed my puppy. So, I've had him since he was born. But he hates his feet. I worked so hard when he was little to do his feet and his toenails, and he still just hates them. So we're working on a lot of offering and consent behavior to do the nails. Um, I've, I am actually building a scratch board for him right now for him to scratch his own nails, to file his own nails in the meantime. Um, I dremel. Yeah, I dremel all my other dog's nails. He's fine with the dremel on him. It's the, it's the touching the, the toenails, even clippers. He's just not a fan. So um, I'm trying to be as stress-free as possible. So, um, I mean, I do have to clip them, and, you know, it's been a struggle. Um, as far as agility, he's working on um, 
we're we're introducing running contacts. So we've been working a lot on that and um, um, offering behaviors like wrapping around a cone and such like that. Um, you know, like I said, it's been a struggle with me because my routine's off. I'm a big routine person, so it's been hard for me to get back in to a steady routine yeah. with them. So, um, you know, uh, but that's what we've been we've been doing with the puppy. You know, who's now six months old, so it's growing up fast. They grow up way, way, way too fast. It's it's crazy. They're yeah, they're little little balls of fluffy fur one minute, and then they're these massive, big. How tall is he now? Twenty one inches. I think something oh like my that. Goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, I'm just that's why part of me just like letting him enjoy yeah. being a puppy. I mean, there's tons of time to train. All the all the things. I'm just really enjoying having a puppy in the house. We haven't had a puppy in the house in uh, five years, so it's been really nice just to have him around and keep things really light during this during this tough time. So it's just enjoy having him around as a comic relief has been has yeah. been nice. <laughs> Puppies do provide that. That is that is for sure. But I think that's a good point. I think it's really important um, to let puppies, you know, be puppies as well. Um, but I'm glad that you're working on life skills, too. I think so many people kind of glaze over the life skills to just hurry up and get the puppy jumping and doing agility and that sort of thing. Um, but it, life skills are just so immensely important. Um, I, I posted mm-hmm. a video maybe a week or so ago of um, working on that impulse control with uh, my puppy uh, Lumos. And um, that's just such an important thing to me. Um, So it's his impulse to just bolt out of doors, um, which can be obviously a very dangerous behavior um, because, you know, I have a young daughter and, you know, I don't know if, if she ever left a door open, you know, to the garage that leads to the road or, you know, something like that. Or if, if I did or if anything, just, you know, stuff happens. And so I've been really um, working hard on getting that. I have that behavior on all of my dogs um, that you don't go through. You don't go outside. You don't, you don't go through the door to the yard or anywhere um, without being released. So you sit and you wait and then you're released. And, um, funny story, uh, my husband went out, uh, to do something in the yard and he left the back door, the back sliding door open. And, um, I don't remember what I was doing And our backyard is fully fenced. So there was no, no danger. Um, And uh, I came upstairs and I found Pan just sitting at an open back door, looking out at the backyard, wanting to go out and be with David, my husband. And um, so I thought that was pretty funny and uh, pretty cool that he still, even though nobody was around, was still um, holding to his criteria of what he's expected to do. Um, He He is a good boy. boy. He's the naughtiest old man, but he's so good. (laughs) Um, so that was pretty cool. So, um, anyways, um, so yeah, if, if you're at home, you know, revisit those foundations, revisit those, those, uh, maybe holes, uh, you know, if you've been saying, oh, I'll, I'll retrain that or I'll get to that soon or, um, that sort of thing. Now's the time. Um, now's the time to be able to revisit that and, uh, really tighten up some of those skills. So, um, and then uh, more f- on the human side, um, I, I know I wanted to include a lot of human stuff in this as well because, you know, dogs, you know, they're used to being home for large periods of time and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, a lot of the humans aren't necessarily used to it. And I know it's been a pretty hard transition for a lot of people. So, um, I was thinking you could make, um, some art that you can, you know, keep forever kind of thing, um, using like a dog safe paint and you can put it on their, the, the pads of their feet and then press it onto a canvas or, um, some sort of, uh, paper that you could then frame. Um, I'm kind of sappy and like mementos like that. I have, um, uh, clay molds of all of my dog's feet 
and of my daughter's hand and feet and foot. Um, so I, I, I kind of like having those things. It's just kind of a, a moment in time that you get to keep forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Those are really cute ideas. Yeah. Yeah, just make sure you're using some dog safe, like you said, dog safe mm -hmm. paint. And, and, you know, not all dogs know. will really enjoy that. Um, um, so, and you want to make sure you're not, like, crushing their foot onto the canvas and that sort of thing. Um, but <laughs> yeah, No pain. No yes, pain involved yes. in art. That's and um, one of Pan's tricks is uh, painting. And so he holds a paintbrush and he brushes it onto a canvas. And so I was thinking of... Uh, doing that one of these days and uh you know doing a pan work of art so um I know ma making art to me or doing something creative or artistic is um really relaxing and cathartic and that sort of thing so um for those yeah speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> for someone that's not very artsy <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite of relaxing in my book, but that's okay. To each, to their, each own, their own, you know? I yes. mean, to each their own. <laughs> um, so what else were you thinking for, uh, human activities during quarantine? Well, one of the things I've tried to get better into just in my life in general is, is reading more. Yeah. You know, so, you know, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, just, just reading more, making sure I, I put that, you know, that time in my day, not only to get rid of the screens that, that, that are around us all the time, but just, yeah, you know, but reading, you know, they say it's really, it's a really good practice just to get in the habit of, you know, um, usually puts me right to sleep. So I usually try, I have, a, you know, books on my, on my nightstand that I read and try to read 10 minutes before bed, if longer, if, if I feel up to it so um i have you know i know one of my favorite uh fiction books the art of racing in the rain um by mark bomback that's just one of my it's just a great book you know um i read it actually before i was uh into dog sports i read it when i was still into the uh, horse world but it was recommended to me and it was just a wonderful wonderful book one i go back to many yeah, times i've i've heard um that one and A Dog's Purpose um, by uh, W. Bruce Cameron, um, both of those books, um, my parents just absolutely love. And so they have the seal of, the, of approval uh, from the, uh, <laughs> the Imhoff parents. So um, I, mm -hmm. I, I've heard good things um, about both of those books. And I think uh were both of them made into movies or just yes they both are made into movies i have not seen the art of racing in the rain uh movie um a dog's purpose made me oh, cry so nope i can't <laughs> do I, it i i, I know i know the way the art of racing in the rain ends so i'm not sure i want to see yeah. that movie either dog movies Dog movies Dog are, movies hard are very me, hard so. for me. Um, so if, if you you feel like a tearjerker, um, sometimes <laughs> people are just in the mood to cry. And this is kind of one of those periods of history that maybe you just need a really good cry. And you, you just, we, no judgment here. You go cry, girl. You cry. It's okay. Yeah, right. You, you go cry. cry. Um, or, or, or man. Or man. Yeah. Or man. Yes. Men have to see uh, you, ladies. Yes. Men, men and women. You can cry too. Whatever your yeah. gender be, uh, just you, you go, you go have a good cry. It'll be okay. Um, and then I wanted to throw in uh, my dog, the paradox, a lovable discourse about man's best friend by Matthew Inman. Uh, he is the oatmeal uh, cartoon creator and it is hilarious. Um, I don't know if there's any oatmeal fans out there. Not the food, the cartoon. And uh, it is so funny. I absolutely love the oatmeal. And um, this is a book about the dog, his dog. Um, and it's absolutely hilarious. If you feel like a laugh, and just as uh, some people might need to cry, uh, some people might need a laugh right now. I know that a lot of really serious things are happening 
and things can get just be dark and deep and heavy a lot of times. So this is just really lighthearted. Um, and I, I really like some lighthearted comedy, especially about derpy dogs, because derpy dogs are the best. And I have a house full of them. So um, <laughs> highly recommend uh, both The Oatmeal and My Dog, The Paradox, a lovable discourse about a man's best friend. Um, I have to add that one to my Christmas list. I don't, I don't have to. Oh, you have to get it. And you have to read the oatmeal. It's 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 amazing. And so I'm I'm not I'm not gonna like <laughs> geek out, oatmeal geek out um on it about the podcast, but um I encourage you I want really to. want to. We should just do an oatmeal podcast. Um but I'll have to research yes. that first because I don't I'm, I'm yes, not a, anyone listening, I, check out the oatmeal. It's hilarious, it's funny. Um you know, it's for the most part clean and and just uh, just really funny. If um, if you ever just get a wild hair and want to read some funny uh, online uh, comics, so all right. So, do you want to yeah. jump into some nonfiction that you recommend for the more serious reader? <laughs> yeah, I have a, you know most of these books I have read or are sitting on my shelf to be read. Um, one of my favorites that I read most recently, I actually have it on, on my Audible account as well, is The Other End of the Leash by Patricia McConnell. I, I just like it. I, I, you know, um, I like that. Then there's Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor, uh, Controlled to Unleash. Um, so those are a lot, um, more like, uh, behavior books that I've read. What are some agility books, Brittany, that you've, that you've seen out there that, um, so as far as agility books, I mean, there's always the staples of Linda Mecklenburg jumping books and the Susan Salo, uh, jumping books, but I've been trying to focus, um, some of my, uh, nonfiction reading during this time, kind of on mental management, which is a huge part of our sport that I know a lot of people don't necessarily give a lot of uh, credence to. Um, so I, I think I would encourage a lot of people to maybe try out some uh, mental management, um, like uh, The Brave Athlete, Calm the F Down, and, and uh, Sports Visualization for the Elite Athlete. Now, some of those books would be considered um, like self-help books. Like, I know if you see that quote, you know, self-help, some people, you know, uh, there's a stigma to that. But I really think a lot of those books that can help with the mental management. Um, yeah, I think that's really unfortunate that there is a stigma with that because um, I think that the only person that that really hurts is yourself if you're not willing um, to admit, hey, maybe this isn't a strength of mine and I should work on it. I, I, I find it unfortunate if there is a stigma with uh, self-help. I, I think that you can really do yourself a great disservice by not um, taking in the mental management into account uh, in our sport. So um, I think that mm -hmm. there's Very tons true, yeah. and tons of online resources for mental management with um, athletes. And um, I consider agility, you know, a sport and uh, handlers, athletes. And so I think a lot of it is, is very applicable to uh, agility handlers. And um, I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, do you have any agility books that you particularly um, enjoy or? No, um, not generally. Um, I mean, the, the couple that you've mentioned are ones I have on my shelf. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm much more, um, kind of a, of a video hands-on kind of person. So I like the books, but I also need the backup for them as well. So, mm -hmm. um, I like dog behavior books. Those are kind of my thing. I like knowing like the different dog behaviors and in, in, in depth into that and the reasons why they do things. So that's, that's the kind of stuff I, nonfiction that I find very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dog behavior, I think is in, incredibly interesting and, um, I'm sure um, if 
any of our listeners actually have um, any dog-related books, fiction or nonfiction, that you highly recommend, um, please leave us a note in, um, you know, on our Facebook page, Happy Thoughts Agility, um, and, or leave us a comment in the uh, uh, Facebook post that we're going to post this in um, and let us know what you're reading. Uh, watching dog dog movies um, that sort of thing or any doggy recipes that you've been trying out with your dog and you really enjoy um, anything to help your fellow agility or dog person um, kind of make it through the the stay-at-home orders and um, you know just uh, create more community and and let other people uh, kind of know um, what's helping you get through and that sort of thing yeah. So um, I know that Sarah and I both wish everyone um, a happy and healthy uh, remainder of the stay-at-home order and uh, and beyond. Um, and we hope that you enjoyed listening to our little bits about how to make this uh, quarantine a little bit more... Uh, more manageable with your with your furry companions yeah yep and hope to see you guys all at shows soon yep all right stay safe and stay healthy and happy training bye bye